0: Oh,
1: thank you for tuning in to the 293rd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host Daryl D. Lane, being recorded from Buffalo, New York. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, IR Radio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting ever platform you may be listening to me via. I'm gonna have my guy, my brother Silas Garrison, on the show to talk some NBA. I also get into some NBA storylines that are going on right now in terms of uh, some things that happened 10 years ago, 12 years ago. So we're going to get into that as well. But before we get to Silas, I'm going to say this. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, subscribe and follow right now. Also share this podcast with your friends and family via social media, uh, Reddit threads, Facebook group chats. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Daryl Lane, where I post my syndicate show, Outside the Shop. Also... Uh, follow me on Twitter, at night train underscore Lane. I'll say it again, at night train underscore Lane. And again, I did not say this in the beginning, but thank you to everybody who's tuning, tuning in via Elevation Sports. I uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in as well. And lastly, leave a five-star review on Apple or iTunes. And for some odd reason, if you don't like my podcast, then don't say anything because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And cut them next out of the break on um, Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Silas Garrison come up next! back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Silas Garrison with us. How are you doing, Silas? I'm, I'm doing good. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So first, I want to start with this. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but in terms of the fan interaction with the players, uh, somebody in, in Boston Celtics TD Garden, he threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving as he was leaving uh, I believe it was after the game was over and the Nets players they are going back into their locker room and this fan was arrested and this is just coming after last week where there's the popcorn thrown on Russell Westbrook. A fan was talking crazy to Bradley Beal in front of his children and uh, somebody spit on Trae Young. First, I just want to handle this specific incident with the Celtics uh, and we talked about this too about you know fans being arrested for that type of stuff. Did you think that was uh, well deserved in terms of what ended up happening?
0: uh yeah I mean it's all part for the course honestly um so it, just just for some clarity did that happen tonight yes okay so at the end of the at the end of the game, I also saw a clip of where Kyrie literally went to center court and then kicked his shoes up at the like the the celtics uh like logo at the at 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 at, at half at half court so. I mean, I, I do think it goes both ways, but no, no, absolutely not. It, this is completely unacceptable. Um, well,
1: and that doesn't justify, and it doesn't justify. I mean, Kyrie was being a jerk.
0: Completely unacceptable. I just said, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I, I just wanted to I just wanted to say it's not like on this one, it's not like Kyrie. Oh, I'm, I was so innocent minding my own business. <laughs> but but no, um, like it wasn't like the Russ situation. That man was on a, on a busted ankle. You know, his teams lose. I mean, this guy. It, it, it's it's a little bit different. It's always something with Kyrie. But but no, this this can't happen. You can't get a water bottle thrown at you. You know what I mean? What are we doing? It, you know, the sad part is uh, these fans weren't even able to come in, and you haven't been here more than three months, and this is how you're behaving. But to be honest with you, um, this is nothing short of what's been happening with, with fans and player interactions, right? Um, when you look back through history, you see things that have happened, and there have been – Like, people that have gotten arrested for way less than than this, you know what I mean, Um, or should have been arrested for way less than this. The only problem is uh, because of cameras and everything, and now there's, like, such an eye. I mean, these are happening to superstars. Russell Westbrook, this is happening to to Kyrie Irving. You mentioned Bradley Beal, Trey Young, who's having an amazing playoff right now. So um, when you put such a public eye on something and you put such a microscope on it, um, it magnifies the problem. Uh, so I'm not surprised, and I do think that it's warranted, and you already know my feelings. I don't believe that, you know, we should have the uh, the, the floor CD even. You know, I, I think whatever it takes to set an example, that, that type of behavior will not be tolerated. Uh, that's the process in which they should move by.
1: Now, in terms of, and I don't want to do that. Well, actually, no, I do want to do this. So in terms of we're ranking them, which one is worst to least worst? <laughs> Out of all those incidents, which one's number one, like the number one, like the no-no, out of all of them? And why?
0: See, I want to say it's the spitting one, because on any other day, I would say that if Trey Young put that man in a coffin, he would be justified. But the problem is Trey just laughed it off on Instagram, and I can't, I, I mean... That kind of makes me feel like maybe it wasn't like, like, and it was allegedly spit. We don't even know if it was like, that might be an ice cube. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with the thing that we know happened, that we know happened. Um, i pouring popcorn on a man, on a man, on a grown man who has, who has a busted ankle for you to do that is unconscionable. Um. And yes, I agree, you know, the the, the spit if it wasn't facts, that, um, that's definitely unfortunate and that would have been the worst one by fifty thousand uh kilometers, but um just because I don't I don't want to say it was spit if it wasn't, like cause I heard ice cubes, this that and the third. And Trey Young even laughed it off himself. But popcorn on a man's head, if I saw that definitively and I know for a fact that that's what happened. Yeah, that's that's the worst one. That's absolutely deplorable. What about throwing the water bottle? Throwing the water bottle? I mean, yeah, but I mean, pop. I mean, this. Mm. I mean, yeah, they're both bad. It's hard to it's hard to pick and choose between a water bottle and a. I mean, did it actually hit Kyrie though?
1: No, I didn't hit him. Okay, then no. But 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 it's <laughs> crazy. As soon as he threw it at him, <laughs> he dodged it, and then everybody was pointing towards the dude. That dude should have booked it. Not to I'm not trying to condone him, but he was like, that man should have done. But you know the crazy thing is that he did that, that I just wonder if people are aware what's going on, based of like what's happened the last couple weeks, you would think he would kind of know like, if I do do this, you know, there's probably going to be an issue, not necessarily with the player, but like probably going to get kicked out, maybe the cops are going to get involved, like the NBA is going to kind of be more cognizant of that and crack it down, like other fans are probably going to be like, oh yeah, he did it, like. You would just think that, like, you would just, you know, like timing's everything,
0: you know. Yeah, but you gotta remember where, you, like, that's another thing. People aren't realizing where these places have happened thus far. Like, let's look at the let's look at the past couple. Of, look, Madison Square Garden, huh? Like, are we surprised? Are we surprised that this happened in Boston? Are, are we surprised this happened in Philadelphia? You know what I mean. Like these are these are these are these are places that are notorious for
1: out of hand fans. So that is uh, true. That is true. I'm waiting for the fans in Utah to do something crazy. No, no hate to the fans in Utah. But... Oh, I'm waiting for Utah.
0: Oh yeah, you know they're gonna. Hey, but but Utah should just be happy that they're here right now. So.
1: No, no, that is true. I, I do actually, I, I do lastly want to ask you this on this as I close this out. You mentioned taking, uh, take, move, taking out the courtside seats. Yes. Uh, is there anything else that you think should be done besides that?
0: Yeah, uh, I think, I think on, on, arm uh, on, uh, duty and armed police officers need to be available. Uh, excuse me. Oh, we're doing spot late. Um, I think on duty on uh, police officers um, are necessary, just because it's gotten to that point. The players uh, are being harassed. and um, not that not that we want somebody to go to prison, uh, but I think a night in jail can do some of these people some good. Uh, and, and then just having to put up with having to go on a court date and go through all that, I think they'll think twice, you know, before they act so out of turn. Um, that's one. And um, I definitely think that that's a pretty good start. but if we go from there, I think there's other things that can be done as well. I think that you know the courtside seats number one, it just doesn't really make sense right because you have a lot of uh, uh, seats um, that are I could say easily from row one to 10, 15, 20 are blocked off in, in some um, in some courts. Uh, some arenas, but what doesn't make sense is that you're still willing to play the courtside seats So you're saying that you want to socially distance people as much as possible so long as I get my bottom dollar in the with the best seats in the house Well, that doesn't really make sense because if you're saying that the players are, are, are our main priority We to be and we need to make sure that the players are protected But then you're willing to have fans sit right on the court That doesn't really make that much sense and what I think it does is it sets a precedent that since this keeps happening, this type of behavior um, with with um, with um, fans that are acting out, then we need to set a clear example. And the only thing that people respect is when you take something away. You take away those courtside seats, you move people back, you move them into the stands um, uh, further back, especially because they're only at 30, 40, sometimes even 15% capacity, they'll respect that. So until we are at full capacity, actually, what I would do, I would say that the fans can't have to have to sit like not in the not ble- in not in the, the bleeds but 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 pretty close too. And I think that that's I think I you know I think that that's pretty good precedent. You need to do something that's that not just for this year, but you need to do something going forward into next
1: year that shows that this type of behavior will not be tolerated. And I'm actually looking this up right now because I think this is interesting. Uh, Courtside seats The reason the courtside seats are You know I mean They're outrageously expensive Uh, And and these very rich and wealthy people You know (laughs) I think the issue is that At the end of the day It's a bottom line business That these people are going to pay And personally I think it's crazy that you're paying that I mean but then again What is money to these people Because obviously these people Have the money to burn But uh, if, if they're gonna pay it, then the NBA is gonna be like, hey, you know, yeah, you guys can get that privilege of sitting there because you're paying so much to sit there. I think that's why I find it hard for me to imagine the courts I teach are ever gonna go away because there's so much money. I'm saying what, but you, but like just to your question, you asked me what I yeah yeah would do. I'm just saying that's setting
0: that's just setting a good precedent, but. Uh, you're right with these with these rich people who have accumulated all of this wealth you're right it probably doesn't mean anything to that what i'm saying is what that if for nothing else even if even like screw the fans for a second let's just talk about what does that say about COVID to you if you're willing to basically forsake yourself to let people sit on the on the uh on the court with the players who you're trying to protect but then if the people in the nose bleeds but but you're willing to move back people in those nose that doesn't make any sense I'm willing to move you back further who are the regular blue collared people I'm willing to make you guys sit further back because we're trying to prevent COVID spread unless you got unless you got twenty thousand, thirty, 000, forty thousand dollars to sit here tonight and then you can sit here and then if you give somebody COVID it's fine because we already got our money that's what that looks like and that's what it gets read that that's how it gets read to me and I think it's deplorable because it directly contradicts what you're talking about in terms of keeping the players safe.
1: So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then kind of next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to talk a little bit about the Lakers versus the Suns. First round of the NBA playoffs. Kind of next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we still have Silas Garrison with us. So, Silas, we're at game four, Lakers versus Suns. The Suns end up pulling it out. I, I just want to know your overall thoughts of the game. Um,
0: I thought the game was going pretty well in the beginning. Um, it was definitely looking like, um, it was looking similar to game t- three. Um, man, you know, the Lakers. It, okay. So here's the, I think LeBron said it best. It's just really difficult to, uh, win in a playoff game. When one of your focal points go down, right? Think about how many focal points there are on the team, LeBron and Anthony, everybody else can be substituted and complimented. But, um, when your superstar goes out of the game and you have to adjust on the fly, it's very difficult. Um, Especially when you have a Phoenix Suns team that's playing as desperate as they were. So I'm not really that surprised that Phoenix won. If anything, I'm surprised that the Lakers were able to rally back the way they did. Because, Daryl, I was wrong. I was saying, look, just get ready for game five. I was trying to pack in the tents. And you were telling me, Silas, don't say that. Like, let them fight. Give them a second. Give them a chance. And they did, and they cut it down to eight points, seven points. So maybe I was wrong. But, you know, I, I'm not surprised that they lost. I just think at this point that the the, the, the series and potentially a championship really is predicated on, you know, um, the groin of Anthony Davis
1: Okay, so first, let's start with this. How concerned are you about the Anthony Davis injury? So only 19 minutes, he was 2 of 9, 0 for 3 from 3-point three range, 6 points. How concerned are you?
0: Um, I'm not really concerned about how he was playing. I, I feel like he was going to get that together. Um, And what he wasn't doing on the offensive end, he was dominating on the defensive end. The if you were watching the game, he was dominating on the Defensive side of the ball, um, which is really, which is, which is really what we needed. for. like, yeah, we need the points for sure. Um, we need, the, we need him to at least get us about twenty points. But I believe Anthony Davis on a bad game to go out and get his twenty. So I wasn't worried about that. And um, shooter's been playing very good. LeBron, you know, up in, up in double digits, of course, like he always is. So I wasn't really worried about any of that. Um, the thing that I'm concerned about is. Um, uh, LeBron was talking about this earlier, how he had a similar injury, and it obviously took him a significant period of time to get back. And when he did get back, he wasn't the same. Um, do I think that's going to be Anthony Davis? No. But if we, if Mark Jackson said it on broadcast, um, if we listen to history, and if history is any, you know, consolation um, or indication. Uh, this is going to take longer than than a than a day than than a day to get over. You know, so I'm sure he's probably going to have an MRI. They're probably going to have round the clock treatment, and that still might not be able to you know to suffice for him to play. So we're just going to see what happens uh, on a scale of one to ten. How worried am I? I'm about I'm about a nine. I'm about a nine. Well, actually, I take that back. I take that back. I'm about a six. I'm about a six because I still think that the Lakers can win the series without Anthony Davis in. Um, so I'm not. I'm, I'm actually at a six um, right now. I just need to see where Anthony Davis is going to be going forward before I can say how worried I am as like the playoffs will. You know,
1: obviously wind. Up. Do you think Anthony Davis is going to play for Game Five?
0: I, I don't think so. though. No.
1: You don't think he's going to play for Game Five?
0: No. No, absolutely not That the, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is because of how quick they ruled him out, here you are tied, or here you are 2-1 you could take a commanding 3-1 lead, right um, and you're in your house and Anthony Davis gets hurt, and they rule him out literally within the first 10 minutes, like you're done, you're shutting it down, and we were winning at that time, when they shut it down so like, we, so like I was surprised that they were able to shut him down so quickly because of that that's what that's what made like the only thing that made me really worried about the injury is how quick they told him to stop playing they said he was done and that was literally like he walked back in the locker room next thing you know that Davis is coming back so that's why I'm like I don't know I don't know this might be something this might be something bigger than just an injury you know or, or a little or a little sprain or, or, or a little tweak you know this might be something that might be lingering Sweet. And if, and really quickly, if Anthony Davis's injury history is any is any indication too, yeah, we, we we might be waiting for him to come back for a while.
1: Well, if he doesn't play in Game Five, you, you have to go with the Suns then for Game Five, correct? At home, right, right. So then that becomes interesting. If Anthony Davis is an, if Anthony Davis does not play the rest of the series, do you really think the Lakers are going to beat the Suns?
0: I just said that. Yes,
1: you do. Yes. So you think it goes seven? Yes. Why do you still think that the Lakers would beat the Suns?
0: LeBron James. That's it. That's it. And and, and and before you before you critique me and say, Silas, say something more than that, I think LeBron James has earned the right, has earned the right to give him the benefit of the doubt, especially in the first round of the playoffs. This man has never lost a first round playoff game, or a first round playoff uh, series. I refuse to believe that this is going to be the time he's going to be. I don't see I You have to show me there is too much analytical data that comes back as empirical that will lead you to believe that uh, LeBron James will win in the first round, which is why I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to win the series.
1: I would if Anthony Davis. Do you think Anthony Davis is going to play any at any point the rest of the Do you think he's done for this series first? I, I do want to. Um, uh...
0: It depends. It depends how long the series is going to go. Obviously, the series is going to go on longer. With you know, as as long as he's not in, um, let me see. Um, I would say it's a 50-50 chance if we see him again. What do you think, Daryl? Do you think he's going to play again?
1: Yeah, I think he's going to play again. <laughs> do
0: you see? Do you see him playing next? Uh, do you see him playing next week or? Uh, uh,
1: what is it? At least what by Game Tuesday? 7.
0: Tuesday?
1: I said at least by Game 7. Well, I mean, I told you, Silas. I think, I thought I told you. I thought of the series was going six games with AD. So, without AD, I, I think, obviously, we're going to see a back in Game 7. And then once it's back in Game 7, I guess anything can happen at that point. But I will say this. If Anthony Davis does not play the rest of the series and Phoenix loses, then I think they've missed themselves a golden opportunity.
0: They
1: think, oh yeah, absolutely. They they've missed themselves a golden opportunity because right now they are in good position right now right now they need to put their they need to put their they need to put their their feet on the throats of the Lakers necks. put their feet on the Lakers throats that's what they need to do uh, yeah
0: I agree they gotta put if they're, if they're gonna make a move objectively they gotta put them down right now
1: because I think this is gonna be the toughest series for the Lakers in the West I think uh, at least for the time being I think that's how it's gonna shape up I I, I do want to say this Chris Paul wasn't supposed to play this game, uh, yeah. he ends up telling Monty Williams effort, right? Goes right. 18 points, nine assists, three rebounds, seven to 15. Just talk about Chris Paul's performance and just, you know, just to add a boost, he was able to give the sons.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is who Chris Paul's always been. Um, and it, I'm not going to lie. It was good to see him get back to his, you know, his, his normal regimen. Chris Paul's one of my favorite players. And, um, I didn't like that he got hurt, uh, even though obviously it's no—it's um, no secret that I'm rooting for the Lakers. Uh, I didn't like the fact that Chris Paul got hurt because um, I feel like this is like par for the course with him. <laughs> like in the playoffs, he, he always seems to have a nagging injury, which is very aggravating as, as a fan of Chris Paul's. And now that he's facing one of my favorite uh, players, you know, not to mention that. Their friends, like I, I, I just didn't like that. I wanted to see, you know, a really great series uh, with Chris Paul and LeBron James going at it, and that's exactly what we're seeing, right? So, um, do I think do I think Chris Paul has enough in the tank to will this team to pass LeBron? No, I don't. I don't think he has that. But you know, he played a really good game today, really efficient from the field. Um, obviously, fighting teammates like he's done his entire career, and then he was able to obviously contribute on the offensive side of the ball, laying in the ball, you know, taking some tough shots, um, and directing the offense like he always does. So it was cool seeing Chris Paul beat Chris Paul.
1: So curious. Guess how many minutes Marcus All played this game? <clears throat> how many? Twenty-three. Are you coming?
0: Seventeen. I was going to say seventeen.
1: Oh, is, is, it, is it bad that it's twenty three or good for you, Silas? How do you feel about well, so, that? I, so, I, well, it's bad, but it,
0: but I mean, the only I know the reason why it's happening. It's all it's you know, it's only happening because Anthony Davis was out. You
1: I know agree. what I mean? And like, Marcus is not getting those minutes if, if Anthony Davis is in. No, no, and no, no, I I completely agree with you when it when it comes to that. Uh, in terms of how do you think the Lakers should like do this with their big man rotation, right? So Harold, right? And it's crazy. Montrezl was a sixth man of the year last year. He only got five minutes, uh, garbage time minutes basically. 30, so, yeah. so, so they're going with Drummond and, and Gasol. How, how do you think they should do this with the big man? With, with, and do this rotation while, while AD's gone. How, how do you think they should kind of work this out? Um, you know,
0: this was my this was my one issue with with bringing in Drummond is that I feel like we should, if we were going to, if we were, if we were honestly, if we were truly serious about getting Drummond, we should have traded, um, um, what's his name, Montrezl Harrell. Because here is a six-man who is completely capable of playing and being a contributing factor on other teams. But the only reason why he's not getting in it has nothing to do with defense because I, I think we can all agree that what DeAndre Dutton does more than anybody else is just offensive rebounds. That's really what he's here for. And obviously, you know, those defense rebounds are primary and essential too. Um, he's able to put up about 10 points. So, you know, let's say 10 and 10. That's, that's basically what we need. And I think, like, if Montrez Harrell was playing right now, do I think he could go and get us 20 points? Sure. But I don't think we're really that worried about the 20 points as much. I think we would rather have like six to seven offensive rebounds from DeAndre Drummond alone, or maybe four or five offensive rebounds. I think that matters to the to the Lakers more than the seventeen to twenty points that Montrezl Harrell could give them. So, um, if that's what they're going off of, what I would say is continue to play Montrez or uh, continue to play uh, DeAndre Drummond at the numbers that you're playing him at. Um, obviously, he becomes unplayable as well as uh, um, Montrezl Harrell does down the stretch just because they're going to put him in pick-and-rolls, and this that and the third is just going to be bad. But I believe the reason why they put um, Marcus Saul out there is because he has a better ability to stretch the floor. Um, to be honest with you... I think Marcus
1: is better on defense than Drummond, personally
0: you can make that argument for sure for sure for sure for sure um especially i and and here's the sad part like the, the, you know it, it's it's hard because I just kind of feel like we got these guys a little too late you know what I mean like it's like damn like we would have gotten you guys just a little just a couple years earlier this would be great but um I'm not really that worried of, about about our big guys I think I think all three of them need to contribute that's the main thing all three of them need to be able to contribute I would give uh, here's what I would do I would give all three of them, like, because because I mean, it's gonna it's going to have to be a center or or, or power forward by committee until Anthony Davis gets back because I don't think any three of them, and I think you would agree with this, I, you know, I don't think either three of them are great enough to play twenty to thirty five minutes. Like I have like so we're we're gonna need that, that by committee. Um, so play them, you know, when one leaves, put the other one in, um, and. What I would say is the one who has the
1: hot hand, the one who has it going, that's the person we're going to leave in. See, my thing at, where Montrose and where I think Montrose is going to get left off the shuffle is, to me, he's a guy that's going to need a certain amount of touches. You're going to need to play a certain way with Montrose. And to me, with Drummond and Gasol, they're more specific to where they can play around other guys.
0: Uh, yeah, that might be true. I just feel like,
1: and I already um, told you. In terms of him on defense, and right, this is a series, right? You uh, don't want I mean, him.
0: To- I right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, I I would say I would say offensively, um, it's tough because offensively, out of those three guys, Montrez Harrell is the best, and it's not close. The reason why I feel like you have to play Montrez more is because obviously, since Anthony Davis is gone, you're going to need those points. So what he gives up at the defensive end. <laughs> Is it, worth giving, is it worth giving that up? Because here's my thing. Daryl, you're probably going to give that up anyway with Anthony Davis out. So if Anthony Davis is out, you're probably going to give up some garbage points anyway. So would you, I mean, you know, who's going to at least contribute or try and get that back on the offensive side of the ball? Montrez, I'll give him credit. What he gives up and what he lacks on the defensive side of the ball, he does make up offensively, and we are going to need somebody to make up offensively. I don't know if DeAndre Drummond or Marc Gasol is going to be that guy. So as a result, I would say at least, I mean, that that, that idea alone, right, that theory should at least warrant Montrez Harrell some more playing time. And then, you know, like I said before, whoever has the hot hand in the fourth quarter, you know, that's the person we're going to keep.
1: No, no, no that's true. No, no, no th- th- that is true. I-, I I agree with you with that and you know with Davis gone, you know, you, you are going to need a little bit more of that offensive push, but also, uh, you know, right, I think ideally too maybe, you know, Kuzma needs more touches in this situation. I mean, he was 4 for 11. Kuzma wasn't super great and I know how you feel about Kuzma. Folks, make no mistake about this. Silas has Silas is not a fan of Kyle Kuzma.
0: But... There's nothing to talk about with that man. That is ridiculous. the The, the, the Lakers made so many suspect moves on, during the offseason. season. Uh, Cartavius Caldwell Pope got benched today. Got benched, and that's a person that's collected eighty million dollars, something like that, on the bench. That's a damn shame. He's a clutch client. We got, we got. I don't want to hear it. We got, we got Kyle Kuzma, the 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 the, the rainbow hair assassin. Alleged, and this man, and this man, and this man can't throw it in the ocean.
1: Silas, would you ever dye your hair blonde?
0: No, I'm not going to get into it. And, do you know, what I'm <laughs> in two, in two games, in two games in this series, he scored as many points as I did. That's a shame. And this is, and this is our answer. We should have never, re- we should have never extended Kyle Kuzma. And if we were going to extend him, it only should have been to match up so we could trade him later. And we should have, if we weren't going to play Matras Harold, we should have never brought him in, or we should have, or, or we should have used that money that we have with Matras Harold to bring back Dwight Howard, because Dwight Howard's over there playing for Peanuts, and we're playing Matras this much money to sit on the bench in the playoffs.
1: And yeah, the Matras Harold move was a even for Matras. I they, they might have to trade him during the option. To me, you know, to me, that, that's a combustible situation, actually. Because uh, you have a guy who's six man of the, year. I'm sure Montrez was pissed off, and this is why Frank Vogel gets paid the big bucks to make sure you know those things don't blow over. But I can imagine Montrez being pretty upset because I I guarantee you, Silas, when he signed with L.A., this was not what he was envisioning.
0: No. He, I guarantee, right now he's feeling like I, I wasted a year.
1: Yeah, so so I mean, so so that's an issue that's going to need to get resolved anyway. Because I guarantee,
0: however, you. however, he did get more, he did now what LA would say is we gave you more. Like LA could easily like Rob Lincoln, be like you think you're mad. I, I'm mad too. I, I paid you this much money and, and 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 you're collecting a check sitting on the bench. You're collecting a check sitting on the bench. You're in the playoffs. You're not even you're not even helping us out on the court. You're helping us get ready on scout team, <laughs> and, and you're and you're getting more than the person that we replace for you. So I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, Montrez. Are you that angry? You know what I mean, like, because, but I get where he's coming from. He's like, yeah, I am angry because it's not about money anymore. I can make I can make this money any. That's not necessarily. If true.
1: Montrez knew he'd be getting these many minutes in the playoffs, I think he doesn't sign with LA. <laughs>
0: He would, have never, he would have never signed here. but, but what I but what I'm saying is, as angry as my Trez is, you could probably make that same argument about Rob Polinka. Rob is probably over here like, boy, you think you're angry? You think I don't you think I'm happy that you're not playing? <laughs> like, I wish I could play you.
1: You're a player. So what we're gonna do is we're Yeah, what? I was gonna say we're gonna take a break and then come kind of next out of the break, we're gonna get into the Clippers and the Mavericks because the Clippers just tied it up two two going back to LA. So we're gonna talk about that. Kind of next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk.
0: So, man, I got for
1: y'all, Soldier, boy. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports, like we we still have Silas Garrison with us. So, I was talking to you about this. So, she called me and you asked me. And at first, I was thinking, like, you know, maybe the Clippers are going to win. But then I was like, okay, then Silas is going to get all rambunctious. So I was like, okay, it's the easy thing to do. We're going with the Mavericks. Ah, uh, I was Don't wrong. Don't do that. Don't, don't act like you picked the Mavericks. I didn't pick the Mavericks. I, what I'm telling you is I I thought about picking picking the Clippers uh, to go 2-2 because the way it was looking. Uh, now, I did not think there'd be a blowout. Anyway, you know, I, I did predict the Clippers to win the series, but that's a whole other story. It's 2-2. The Clippers did do something that I think takes backbone. They had two gut-punching losses where Luka embarrassed, you know, the team uh, at, at their home floor. And then they came back on the road in Dallas. Tied up the series. Now they're going back. How impressed are you with the Clippers making this stand away from home?
0: Um, I'm very impressed, I'm not going to lie. Um, what, what they did, it was very impressive. Um, they could have folded their tents, uh, which is what, uh, which uh, is what a lot of people probably anticipated them doing, um. God knows I thought they were gonna fold their t- I thought they were gonna fold like two tents um, and go quietly into the night and then and then quiet letters. like you got me effed up if you think I'm just about to take it take it laying down. <laughs> so um yeah, congrats to the Clippers. Uh, I I still think that the Mavericks are going to win this series. Um I don't I, Luca's going to have to but I think I think what is um What what has been made clear is that if the Mavericks are to win this series, Luka is going to have to be not just the best player in this series. He's going to have to play like the best player in the playoffs right now. He's going to have to take it to another level. So um, it's not fair. Uh, You were right about Porzingis. That that unicorn has turned into a pony. Um, It's very disappointing to watch because... I was actually a big fan of his and when he was with New York, and he's reminding me every reason of why they traded him in the first place. Um, I'm just going to leave it there to keep it PG. But, yeah, I, I would say that...
1: Tim Hardaway's yeah. better than him, I told you. Tim Hardaway.
0: Yeah, but I st- I, regardless, I still think the Mavericks are going to win. He does, Tim Hardaway plays just like he by the right?
1: No, I told you to Tim Hardaway, and I will tell you this. Here's what I do want to say about this, Silas. You've disrespected Kawhi. Is that right? I I I just want to read. I, I just want to read you this. When we're talking about players playing. You know what he's doing. He's giving you 34, eight, and four on uh, 60% shooting from the field and 44% uh, from three point. And you know, part of the issue is even if you look at Paul George, Paul George won six of sixteen today. Paul George is the issue. To me, Kawhi is not the issue.
0: Ka- I've been telling you, Paul. Man, don't talk to
1: me about Paul George. I've been telling you. Paul yeah, George but you came true. up and said Kawhi is not who we thought he was. Kawhi is okay, exactly now, who we he, thought he he's was. Not, he's not who you think he is. Well, Silas, listen, he's giving me thirty four on sixty percent shooting. We need to look at the other dude. We need to look at playoff P. Did Kawhi? I have a question. I have a question. Did Kawhi Leonard call? You think he is. Well, Silas, listen, he's a top five
0: player? I don't think he well, Silas, listen, he's a top five player, and I
1: think the evidence bears that out. Well, I mean, he's playing really well right now, is he not? He is playing really well right now because he's
0: playing good good for him. That's perfect. But I'm not going to let go of the other two games where he – well, actually, he played very good in those two
1: games. See, that's what I'm trying to say. Kawhi is not the issue. Kawhi is not the issue. Look at Paul George. Can we do this at least? Can we – fine,
0: fine. Let's look at Paul George, the guy that you tried to dig up and say that he's a Hall of Fame. Are we going to go there? Are we going to go there? Do
1: you really want
0: to do this on air? Silence. Since you want to talk about Paul George, we can talk about Paul George.
1: Silas, that's not, sorry, let me say this about Paul George. Really you look me in my face
0: and say Paul George has been playing better uh, than
1: the Unicorn. And that's not true. He is playing better. I mean, that says more about the Unicorn than it does Paul
0: George.
1: <laughs> they both playing play like scrub.
0: That, this a, is just who Paul George is, though.
1: See, here's my thing. Why did Kawhi pick him as a second option? <laughs> well, what made Kawhi pick up the phone and be like,
0: he was available. He was available.
1: Yeah, but Kawhi. No, 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 no. But I'm saying before this, Kawhi was making moves in the dark, and he was like, "I want to play with this dude." What made Kawhi think that?
0: Like, I'm I, I'm just confused I'm about that. You right now, I don't see. I don't see what anybody sees, in... in, in whatever they see in in, in in Paul George, y'all see it because I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I, every day, I get down on my knees and thank God that Paul George didn't go to the Lakers because LeBron damn sure would. They have another anyway. one.
1: I'm not gonna criticize the man. That I mean, you know, like I said, he had a couple Eastern Conference Finals runs in Indiana that I thought were decent. Uh, Obviously, since he's left Indiana, actually that that literally was when we were in middle school. (laughs)
0: That was that
1: was over a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, but I I just do want to say this with the playoff thing. Like he he's had some runs, but besides that, since the Oklahoma City stuff. It, it wasn't great, and you know, obviously, neither was the Clipper stuff. Uh, here's something I do want to ask you: Why do you think he's so different? Because he's a guy with the talent. Like he's six nine, he's like two twenty, he's a dude. Like, like he should be better than this. You know what I mean? Like he should be better than this. This man, this man has yo. Know, he has so many bloopers in the
0: playoffs; it's ridiculous. Losing to LeBron, and then, and then, then getting—I mean, absolutely. And humiliated, he—he he was probably the sole reason why why the Clippers couldn't beat the Nuggets. I mean, that's a problem on its face. We can go further if you want to with with uh, you know um, Damian Lillard hitting that that three from from Salt Lake City in his face. Like like this man has had it rough for the past couple of years in the playoffs. Oh no, I. I don't know what's... To answer your question,
1: no, I don't know what's wrong with him. Do you think the Clippers should look at trading him in the offseason?
0: Um, if that's what Kawhi wants, I mean, hell, they got rid of they got rid of Doc, so I don't know why... I mean, and Doc's doing pretty well, so maybe he needs to change, change the scenery, but I wouldn't mind getting rid of Paul George if it was me. Because, like I said,
1: Kawhi's not the issue. I think you keep Kawhi. Like, I think I think shop, shop, shop Paul PPG around right shop him around i mean i don't know i'm just personally you know where i'm at with paul george is you know you just can't trust him you can't trust him
0: yeah and, and especially when you're seeing that this is a reoccurring pattern right like this is this isn't an anomaly anymore and here's another thing speaking of anomalies i think i was wrong about something and i want to admit it on the air and i'm kind of getting away from what we were talking about um when I, when I was speaking about the Lakers repeating, I was saying that they are going to get a 4 Do you remember me saying I, that?
1: I, I do remember you saying that, Silas.
0: And it's not that I'm going to renege that, <laughs> but what I am going to say is that... I, <laughs> I, <I'm,
1: laughs> are you trying to cover your butt, Silas? No! No, I'm trying to say,
0: I'm trying to admit something that I might have been wrong about
1: you. Okay. And, and that's
0: all I'm trying to say. Okay, I'm fine. not saying they're not even gonna four P. I'm saying that if I'm wrong, it's because I was wrong about something way different than than me just being. It's there's more to it than me just being wrong about a four P. Because it takes a lot of courage for a man to go on ride and say that to begin with. But you were telling me, Silas, injuries happen all the time, and I was saying, okay, well, obviously, Daryl. But barring that, they will win four straight. But the reason why I was saying barring that is because injuries are supposed to be the outlier. But they're not really the outlier at all. Because every single time where a team did it three people, they looked like they could, injuries played a role. So it's it, you can't say it's an outlier. It's actually a direct
1: cause. That is so true.
0: I, so, I might have, so I might not have been paying as close of attention to injuries like I should have been. So I want to say, just going forward, regardless if I'm right on that hypothesis or not, I think that stance that I had a couple of months ago was very immature. Yeah. Right. Because, to, because to say that that okay, barring injury, I mean that's saying barring a lot really by saying that because every single time where there could have been a three P that that did not accumulate
1: into a three P, injuries were the foremost cause of that. And LeBron's not getting going to get healthier as he gets older, and AD's always hurt. <laughs> so I mean that. Right.
0: So like when you look at, it, and even when you look at, it, I mean, you could look at like the Cavs when they had Kevin Love and they had Kyrie and they got hurt. Like like that played a role. You could you could talk about how um, in Miami Dwayne Wade was banged, was banged up with that knee and he had to get it what what drained like. Like three times, like, yeah, I think it was,
1: it was getting to bone suck. on bone. It was getting to bone on bone, yeah. It, it was just, it was getting, it was getting bad,
0: man. So, like, um, and the fact that he could even run on those knees are ridiculous, <laughs> like, that, that, that on his face, bad. like, that's worse than authentic in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent now. I'm actually on your side when it comes to the injuries. I need to pay more attention to that going forward,
1: Clippers. Uh, you know, this could have been really bad for Kawhi's Lexi. I don't want to get too much into this because the series is still going on. But how much think Kawhi helped his reputation by showing out and winning and tying the series? How much did Kawhi help himself?
0: Oh, I don't think this has anything to do with. What, I mean, I, if anything, what, I, all right, you went down too 0, so you stopped yourself from being swept, and then gentlemen swept. So now you're putting up a fight. So, congratulations. Um, but this doesn't do anything for your legacy whatsoever. You're facing the five seed. Like the- No, I, I
1: mean by legacy, I mean I think people would have looked at Kawhi very curiously if they got swept by Dallas. Yeah.
0: But I think that, but again, kind of like how you did, I think they would just looked at Paul George more
1: than anybody else. No, no, that is true. But I, I think it would hurt, you know, because I think Kawhi's attached. I I agree with you. I, I think we all should be looking at Paul George. To me, Kawhi is not the issue. Like, yeah. you, you know, there's, to me, there's only so much more. I, I think within the realm of how good Kawhi is, actually, like he's doing that within the realm of how good he is. There's not much more I think you can ask a man to do. Paul George is just, you know, uh... <laughs> Paul George is not maximizing the most of what he can be doing. I don't think. I uh, know. Uh, that's the sad part. I think he is maximizing it because it's playoff time. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. We
0: have to subtract him at least three decibels. So, like, this is just who he is. It's, it's like
1: a, it's 2K when it's in the playoffs, and then Paul George's rating goes uh, down 10
0: uh, points. <laughs> it's the great, immediately when you put Paul George in the playoffs, the rating has to go down at least five points.
1: Three, yeah, that, that's, that's a
0: heartbreaking that's a heartbreaking a shame what he does in the playoffs.
1: It is sad. So Luca didn't play well. Luca and Luca was hurt, by the way. Uh so 36 minutes. He went nine of 24, not super efficient. One of seven from three, six rebounds, six assists, nineteen points. Not your typical Luca performance. Now, they're gonna have two days uh of rest between series. Do uh, you think we're going to see a big bounce back game from Luca? Do you think he's going to be pissed? Is he going to try to show up these guys again? Like, like, what do you think we're going to see, or do you think he's kind of wearing down right now? Um, because he was not good.
0: Yeah, Luca just has to be Luca. Luca number one. Luca has to get healthy. Uh, I think it was very clear at the game tonight that he wasn't healthy and that he wasn't playing like himself. So I think he needs to get um, round the clock therapy. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Trader CP3 was using. That's the that's the trader he needs to use. Um, But um, I just think he needs some rest. They're not playing again for I think another two days, so so he'll be fine. I'm not really worried about Luca. Luca's gonna be Luca. And you know, when you're talking about a series like this, they can throw multiple people at him. You know, there's a lot of people that can. You know, uh, they can throw multiple different bodies at Luca, which they've been doing. So I'm not surprised that by that. Um, And he's wearing down a little bit. Let's take a couple days, breathe up, get your rest back, let's recover, go back out there, be the Luca that we know you can be.
1: And I want to go to Porzingis really quickly. So Porzingis, 18 points. Five, he's 7 for 3 and he had 5 rebounds. That's sad. Look, Porzingis is a fraud. Didn't I tell you that, Silas? He's a fraud a fraud, and it's so, it's so,
0: it's so damn frustrating because he can be so good. But I hate this with all these new freaking six foot nine, eleven, or seven foot players that that want to act like Kevin Durant and shoot the ball. Get in the post. Get in the post. Like take a step inside. Like, oh my god. And like, and like the coaches not having enough, not having enough stones
1: to tell them to get in. Like to get in the post. It's so angry. Like, I mean, like Carl Anthony Towns does Anthony, it, you know.
0: Anthony Davis over here taking threes. Carl Anthony Towns taking threes. Joel
1: Embiid taking... Guys, get in the post. Do they want to be like KD? All right, here we go. Well, I'll tell you this. People don't realize this because if you look at KD online, it says he's 6'9". Kevin six Durant nine.
0: is 10 times more athletic than every single person I just
1: No, no, I, I agree, but I will say this. Kevin Durant is tall, those guys, if not taller. <laughs>
0: You know what he is skinnier than all of them.
1: That that is true. Like, like
0: wow, well, Chris
1: Staps. Chris Staps
0: between his legs and not look crazy.
1: Chris Staps might. I mean, Chris Staps might be be a close second, but no, no, Kevin Durant's probably more skinnier than Chris Staps actually. But okay,
0: fine, fine, fine. well, no, 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 Kevin Durant's obviously skinnier than 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 than, than, than Porzingis. But but here's the thing. There's a lot of things that Kevin Durant does better. than. Number one, his shot is so much more fluid. It's perfect form. He also has a seven foot... He's also... It's what? That's like... That's almost like a... He's shooting the ball from like maybe an eight, nine feet apex when he jumps. Yeah. If he jumps, like that's ridiculous. And All
1: to, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say too, what's really important to remember is look, when these bigs... And this gets to another point. When they're shooting three point shots, like... They're good sh- three-point shooters for big men. Like Kevin Durant is a good three-point shooter. Like regardless of anybody in the NBA, like Kevin Durant's probably like one of the best. And I'm just being conservative right now. One of the best ten shooters in the NBA, right? I, well, I, t- t- I, I'm, I said I'm being conservative when I say that. I'm just being conservative. I, I, I'll I'll throw something in there for you. I'll throw something there in there
0: for you. Kevin Durant, in my opinion, is easily a top twenty three-point shooter of all time.
1: Okay. We'll, well, well, Silas. Well, you heard Silas say it. But, but they see. I'm just being concerned right now in the league. Right now, he's a top ten shooter. Joel Embiid, Chris Stapps, Carl Anthony Towns. These guys are good shooters, solid three point shooters for big men for sinners. Right. There's a big difference between one of being one of the best shooters in general and being good for your position. Right. They what 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 needs to be stressed to these big men.
0: Is if you're gonna take a three, I need you to be efficient. I need you to hit three just so they can come up and guard you. That way we can do a pick and pop. That way, like it's supposed to be a pick and roll to a pick and pop. And I'm noticing more and more all these centers instead of pick and rolling, they're all pick and popping. And some of y'all don't need to be picking and popping. Some of y'all just need to go. Some of y'all look crazy taking threes. I'm gonna be. We're gonna say it tonight. Some of y'all look nuts. Paul Anthony Tongs, that shot is trash. You keep on shooting like that, you're never gonna see the playoffs. You're never gonna sniff the playoffs. That's a fact. Joel Embiid, that's that man, that ish looks trash. But I gotta admit, that mid-range game, that that looked that that looked sexy, I'm not gonna lie. So I don't know, man. It's 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 ridiculous. Every, every, big, every big man thinks they're a shooting guard now.
1: <laughs> that, that, that 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 is very true. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take another break and then come next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're gonna talk about some other uh playoff series. Cut of next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. back with our Sports Talk, and we still have Silas Garrison with us. So, Silas, okay. Next Hawks. Uh, they played earlier today. Uh, the Hawks won 113 to the Knicks, 96. Uh, I, I do want to say this, and quickly, I want to give a shout-out to Trey Young. He's a guy who has been really criticizing. He's a guy, a guy I've been hard on. Uh, you know, 27 points, 9 assists. He's a guy that people have said he's not a winner. He doesn't play defense. We talk about all the things he can't do. But now, you know, the Hawks are up 3-1 on the New York Knicks with a chance the next time they play to uh, clinch a berth to the second round and play the Philadelphia 76ers. So, also, I do want to say, just say, what, what do you think about that whole thing and Trey Young and the ability that the Hawks are shown to kind of, you know, be up on the Knicks? Because I, I picked the Knicks to win the series.
0: Yeah, I picked the Knicks to win the series. Um, I, I must have been a fool. Let me be very clear. The series is over. Um, this, this is in the can. This is a wrap. It's a lot. It's a wash. Um, and as it pertains to Trey Young, I'm not surprised about what he's doing. Um, because I, I've, I've been sold on Trey Young for a while now. Um, I love that he is very aggressive in the pick and roll. And sometimes he won't roll. Sometimes he'll get over the pick and literally just pop three. Um, I, I love his game. I just want him to stop. I, I know they call him Ice Tray, and that's that's cute. That's funny. I got it. This man has stopped when he after he hits a three, he starts like holding himself like it's shaking, like because I'm, I'm ice cold. Like stop doing that. That that just looks corny. That looks tacky. That looks wack. It makes you think like you need to. It makes it look like you need to be in a street jacket. Just don't. Do but other than that, you're playing great. You're playing great, kid. You're playing great. And as it pertains to the Knicks, I don't know why we all picked you when you're all you're doing is giving us exactly what we thought you were. Mediocre. I, the only person I feel bad for in New York City is Spike Lee. You want to know why I don't feel bad for anybody else? Because Brooklyn might win a championship this year. You got two freaking people to root for. What do you want from me?
1: Toss. Oh, that's awful, Silas. That's awful. Come on.
0: What are we
1: talking about? So in the playoffs, I also do want to say this on Julius Randle's side. He's a guy that we talked a lot about. uh, All-star. He's going to be all-NBA team, probably. Guess what his stats are through the first couple games of the series. Just guess, Silas. Wait, who? Julius Randle.
0: Oh, he's been played. Oh. That man. That man went away. What,
1: what is he? What is he doing? He's g- just guess how many points he's down from the regular season. Just guess. Oh
0: man, something
1: dramatic. At least fifteen. Ooh, ooh. Silas, we're getting there. Uh, ten, basically 10 no, yeah. like 9. like Nine and a half. Yeah, that would that
0: would have been my first. <laughs> yeah. So that,
1: obviously, you know, one of the biggest things, and I think you agree with this. Some people rise in the playoffs, and, and some people
0: shrink in the playoffs, right? Right. And I, think I think they're just putting more of a focal point around Julius Randle, though. I mean, um, you know this. When you play somebody four, or five, six, even seven times in a series, it gives you an ability to really lock in and key in on that one specific player, which a lot of times you don't have that opportunity. As much as people say they, they wish they had that opportunity, they really just don't have that ability do that in the, in, um, in the regular season. So, it, so I am happy that they take advantage of it in the
1: postseason. No, and I agree with you with that, but I think that's what shows the great players, you know, you know from the okay guys. I think that shows on yeah, my... You no,
0: know, you're right. It shows, it shows that there's levels to this, for yeah.
1: sure. It shows guys who can be, the like, the guys on my tier one list, the number one players on the championship team, and the guys who are maybe twos, the guys who are threes, maybe the guys who should be fours on a, their, their team. It, 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 it shows that as well. I mean, when you're down nine points from your season and average ten points from your season average, that's not okay, Silas. That's not going to get it done.
0: Yeah, that is that is that is flagrantly irresponsible <laughs> to be to be that horrid in in, in, in your especially in your first playoff first. That's just, it's just very distasteful. And, and, and we and, and I'm not and I'm and I'm sad because I like Julius Randle too.
1: And it gets worse too. His field goal percentage. Guess how much his field goal percentage is dipped. We're almost talking about like 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 twenty-five percent. Oh my god. This man was shooting forty-five percent in the regular season and now he's at twenty-four.
0: Now let me play double's advocate. Could that just be because he had a really good regular season, or does that mean that no, that like, this is bad for anybody's streakers?
1: Oh well I, Well no shooting twenty-four percent is bad for anybody's standards. <laughs> that's not good that's not good that, 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 that's not good at all that, that's not good at all that's awful but I think what the issue is when it's dipping like this that's the issue your numbers should not dip like that your numbers shouldn't dip like that and if they elevate then that means you're pretty special they can't dip Silas they can't dip because if this keeps going on they're going to lose in five
0: yeah, I, I I told you, this series is over. You can book it. Um, ice Trace up 3-1. We're going to close
1: him out. If not, the next game, the game after that. And I'll say, this hurts for Julius Randle In case this dude might want a contract extension. Like, I mean, if I'm the next, I'm looking at him and be like, you know, maybe you're a 2, maybe you're a 3. We're not going to pay you, like, we're not going to give you Supermax money or max you out because he's going to be eligible for the Supermax. Right.
0: Because
1: yeah. he's going to get all NBA. He's going to be eligible.
0: Somebody's going to give it to them if the the Knicks don't give it to them because they're cheap. And what the hell do they have a right to be cheap for? Like, what have you done? But um, they're probably going to cut ties with Julius Randle. I was surprised if they gave him the Knicks.
1: So now I want to go to this. I I want to go to uh, the Heat Bucks. That series is the first series to conclude. Uh, Milwaukee smashed the Heat. They, they kind of embarrassed them, Silas. Uh, how shocked are you that we dramatically went from the Heat in five to the Bucks in four in a year time span?
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, a lot of these players, they get better over time. And I think this is just an example of it. And I think if, you know, I, we talked about this before, with the right coaching and the right system gets brought in, um, you know, these are the results of it. So I'm not that surprised. It was just a matter of, Really trusting the process in which they had, uh, you know, everybody has a different process, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly happy because I, I love Atlanta, and not to mention, like, obviously, you know me, I'm, I'm in New York City a lot, so, um, but just from a, a basketball standpoint, I should have saw this coming, especially out of the New York games.
1: With the. <sighs> and see this is the thing and we've talked about this before the bucks are like i think the bucks are looking like legitimate and i also do want to say this i was just looking at this and i was looking at the statistically from how it's changed from last year to this year Giannis's numbers are, are are very similar silas they're a little bit better his numbers are similar i think the biggest difference is chris middleton's playing a lot better uh they 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 uh, Replace Drew Holiday, who's playing way better than Eric B- uh, Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe was playing. I mean, actually not Drew Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe was playing. Yeah. Thinking about the Patriots quarterback, the former. Yeah. Uh, way better than he was playing. And then you go look at the, the Heat, and Jimmy Butler's not a, nearly as efficient. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, they're not the same. But as you look at this, if Chris Middleton's playing well, Drew Holiday's giving them this added uh two-way uh, star ability in the playoffs that they weren't getting from Bledsoe last year then. The Bucs are a legit team, and here's the thing. Everybody in their lineup defends. From Dante DiVincenzo to Brooke Lopez, Drew, Drew Chris Middleton, Giannis, they all defend Silas.
0: Yeah, nothing else to say on that. I mean you really hit everything. That's one of the reasons why I think they could compete with with uh Brooklyn. That and because I'm seeing how easy Jason Tatum's being able to score. So I know how easy it's gonna be for for uh, for Giannis to score. Um not to mention Chris Middleton as well. Um, and because I've noticed that the uh, the Brooklyn Nets also don't guard the three that well. Uh, they, they they are very sloppy with their rotation defense. So that's all things to um, uh, notice. But it's important to remember as well that last year, Giannis was hurt against Miami, right? He was hurt. He missed games. So uh, I think you just have to factor that in too. If they, if, you know... That, let's be clear, Miami could have very easily been out of this series uh last year the same way. Um if Giannis didn't get hurt so early into the series, right? So I think a lot of that plays a role. Um and I'm not surprised by that at all, you know, that they're that they're playing really well and that they're playing at a high level.
1: How disappointed are you that the heat got swept though?
0: I'm not disappointed at all. I didn't really put that much stock in them to begin with.
1: Well, well, yeah. Actually, I will say this: Silas, Silas did tell me he's like, "Yeah, I'm not so sold on the Heat. They're not going to be the same." You did tell me that, Silas. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: I'm not, I'm not too particularly, uh, um, you know. Yeah, you hit it. I've, I've never really been that sold on on Miami.
1: I, I mean, um, you you were sold on Boston, though. And, uh, I am.
0: I'm still sold on Boston. I, I think they have. I think they have a lot to look forward to in the
1: future. Like getting uh, losing in five games and going home.
0: Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> I said in the future, Daryl. I said in the future.
1: Are Jason, we in the future right now? Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown need to take a leap. Cut it out. Jason Tatum's playing
0: fine. It's not, it's not his fault that Kemba and Jalen Brown and everybody else is hurt.
1: Can Jason Tatum be as good as Kawhi Leonard?
0: In time. In time. But that will take that will, that'll will take that'll take some, some time.
1: Can Jalen Brown be as good as Paul George? No. Well
0: I did not see it. I, I don't see that. I don't see the off the, I don't see the offense that um that Paul George provides. I don't see that in Jalen
1: Brown. Well well if, if they can't at least be Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and we kinda see what Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is, then what is yeah, that? But I but I don't think
0: they're gonna win a championship as it's presently constructed.
1: Who? Tatum and Brown? Yes. So yeah, they're gonna eventually need to bring somebody else in.
0: Yes. Or they're gonna have to move somebody.
1: Which should probably be Brown. Okay, Silas, thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it.
0: All right, man. Thank you for having me. Have a good night.
1: You too. And once again, I want to thank my brother, Silas Garrison, for coming on the podcast. I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 293rd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.